0: I, I, I could tolerate any any insurance seminar for days. I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. They'd say, how can you
1: stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith, I can take anything.
0: Zach, when you're telling these stories, Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the
1: listener. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target, guys. I love you, but come again to the episode.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Is It Really, the podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach. I'm Zach Smith Michaels, and I'm Mitz Dupree. And tonight. We're just trying to make it home and asking, why are we thankful for planes, trains, and automobiles? Mitch, do you want to give us the synopsis for planes, trains, and automobiles, please?
2: Neil Page just wants to go home for the holiday, but a comedy of errors leaves him stuck with the unbearable Del Griffith. Will they ever make it home? Well, John
0: Candy and Steve Martin, I mean, come on, right? Yes. Just Just what a pair. What are some of our other favorite comedic
1: duos? Did we throw it over to Facebook?
0: We did drop it on Facebook, Zach. Thanks for reminding me. Jimmy Funky Fresh Hughes says... Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, and there was a time in my life when I loved that duo a lot. They're a very specific time.
2: Names some movies. Name- Meet the Parents. They're both in. They're both in Meet the Parents. Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't
0: think of them as a duo in that movie. So Ben yeah. um, Starsky yeah. and Hutch is another. Hutch. Uh, is another one, which I did enjoy. Not the oh. best movie, but I enjoyed it.
2: Um, Zoolander, though. Yes. yes. That's the. That's they're gotta exactly. be the big one. That's, that's the, the big one. one. You
0: think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't.
2: What are you trying to get crazy with, Essay? Eh? Don't you know I'm local? Uh,
1: see there, I would go Vaughn Wilson, because you got, uh, what is it, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Let's be from Vermont, and let's have an emerging maple syrup conglomerate. that's stupid. We don't know anything
0: about maple syrup. I happen to know everything there is to know about maple syrup. I love maple syrup. I love maple syrup on pancakes. I love it on pizza. I like to take maple syrup and put a little bit in my hair when I've had a rough week. What do you think holds it up, Slick? It's the first quarter of the big game. You want to toss up a Hail Mary. I'd like to be pimps from Oakland or cowboys from Arizona, but it's not Halloween. Grow up, Peter Pan. I may agree with you, actually. Uh I feel like Wedding Crashers was a little bit bigger of a, it made more of a statement, I think, in the comedic Absolutely. world, but I'm vibing with Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller. I think that's a, that's a good pick. That's Yeah. A good pick, yeah you know? I
2: like it. I like it. I respect
0: mm-hmm. it. Katie Isley says Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I mean, it doesn't get any more.
2: Yeah. That's iconic for me. I I grew up with that generation of yeah. SNL. I think. It's hard for me now because Tina Fey has come out and not done some awesome stuff. Plus just like in the cold light of day as you age, like some of her writing has been like, I'll just be blunt. Like some of her writing can be a bit racist, which is like tough, but I think they're really funny together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. I feel like
0: I always like miss large parts of <laughs> things in society. They that, that just blindside me when we're recording. Um, that's why
1: Mitch is here on the show. to, <laughs> yeah,
2: to, I mean, to let mean, know.
0: absolutely. That's why Mitch it is here. It was
2: there for a while, but like, like Thirty Rock was like my fave sitcom for a portion of my life, and then like you watch it again, like five years later, and you're like, whoa, yeah. this show is insanely racist. Okay. So, well, I mean, yeah, that, well, ma-
0: that makes sense. To me, I think I think of them doing their Golden Globe, yes, in, like introduction.
1: In Foxcatcher, Steve Carell plays a paranoid, murderous billionaire, and the role was a stretch for Carell, who in real life is a paranoid, murderous millionaire. <laughs>
0: Steve Carell's Foxcatcher look took two hours to put on, including his hairstyling and makeup. Just for comparison, uh, it took me three hours today to prepare for my role as
1: human woman.
0: Man, that's some of the funniest writing and like stuff I've seen. Like I love that. I love it. I really do. I
2: would still like the award shows if they were hosting it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I I think, they're, I think they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think they are great. Well, James Eller... Says Key and Peel. It's
1: like last week,
0: man. We going out to dinner, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, where do you want to go? She's like, you decide. Uh Uh-oh. I'm like, all right. Outback Steakhouse. She's like, nah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm like, straight up Chili's. She's like, eh. No, no. Daryl, I named
1: seven more restaurants. No, Craig, no. I finally said Taylor's, the place I know she wants to go in the first place. Right, right, right. She looked at me, she said, If that's where you want to go. No, she didn't, If that's where I want to go. Daryl. Okay, we didn't ask movies. We said comedic duos, because I was going to say they've only done Keanu, which I like, but I don't think anyone else has seen it. But I mean, their show, yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. Would you consider
0: them a household name, Key and Peele? I would. I would. Okay. All right. I'm not super familiar with them, but I I have watched some of their sketches, and they're always really funny.
2: I would attack on, like... Mulaney and Nick Kroll then, if we're gonna kinda like walk sure. that line of just it isn't quite movies, yeah. they have Kroll show, they have Oh Hello on Broadway, household names in comedy. But maybe not, yeah, for movies necessarily.
1: Jen Oliver, why don't you do an investigation in why
2: nitrates are uh, no good? Right.
1: You gotta do something favorable, I think, on Amy's organic soups. These <laughs> really? are healthy soups that give you the most healthy and troubling warm farts. Okay. And.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, award guys- shows Nick Kroll and John Mulaney doing the Independent Spirit Awards yes, two years yes. in a row incredibly funny. If you have an extra 15 minutes, go on YouTube and look that up.
0: I've got to insert. I feel like we're missing one here. Zach, I mean, help me out. Seth Rogen and anyone. So I was going like, to say, like, who would yeah. you? Who would be the duo there?
1: I think Rogen has the beauty of him is I think he just has instant chemistry with everybody. Yeah. Like you go down the list: Franco, Hill, Fast Even though it's not comedic there, but, so it doesn't really count. But like him and Charlie's uh, Theron, I think are super funny and long shot. Fred. Yeah.
2: Do you have any grown up clothes to wear tonight?
1: I mean I was gonna I was thinking of zipping this up all the way, like to here. That's kind of a little more it's like slightly more buttoned up.
2: You know what, Madam Secretary, I would be delighted to dress Fred for tonight.
1: Thank you, Maggie. I'd be thrilled to have you dress me for tonight's event. What, I what think adventure? he has, and some actors do, like we we said Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn or Ben Stiller. I think Owen Wilson, yeah. he is an actor who plays well with others. I think Rogan yeah. is an actor who plays well with others. Polar plays better with others than I think Tina Fey does. You could also talk about like John Mulaney and Pete Davidson. People also like know them for being like a duo in some ways. Yeah. So there's just some actors who, and even like John Candy, who just work really well with other people. Yes.
0: One of my favorite comedic duos of all time is Chris Farley David Spade. They only did the two movies together, but like Tommy Boy was my childhood, my mm, yeah. preteen, early high school. Like it was the funniest movie ever. Did you hear I finally graduated?
2: Yeah, and just a shade under a decade too. All
0: right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know they're called doctors. It was constantly being quoted it was wildly funny like me and my friends just went crazy uh, about this movie they've really they've really been an influence in my life at least and um, listen
2: i know. we don't need to hedge our bets that movie still slaps yeah, right? I for mean, me it still think yes. so I always Uh wonder
0: how far out there I am with like my comedic choices. That's not something I'm used to talking about. So when I say that, I'm like, am I out here by myself on this branch or is there anyone else out here with me? I'm I'm
2: crawling out on with you. Here's why I like them. They perfectly do the straight man, funny man thing. Like they are so good at it. You could teach classes with how they did it. So, yeah, they're great. Mm.
1: And, and i think my favorite comedic duo and i think they're better than a lot of the content they're in is probably seagull Rudd. because like i love you man is a pretty like bland vanilla movie hmm. yeah but you have seagull Rudd. he does seem to be clenching
0: yeah he doesn't want to fart watch when he gets enough space he can let one rip i guarantee
1: it oh that's a good move
0: hey go check out the kitchen honey i'll meet you in there
1: And even in like Forgetting Sarah Marshall or if you just watch the interviews that they were doing together, like those two together, I think are so funny. And I'd like love to see more from them. But even on SNL, they did a couple skits together and it's just like the funniest stuff in the world to me. Mm
0: Well, Steve Martin and John Candy are both comedic revelations in this movie. What are some of your favorite scenes?
1: I mean, it's got to be. The it's like being on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. <laughs> can you can just I keep pulling the string? <laughs> so like not
0: not to step in front of you here, but for me, it's the tale of the two hotel scenes. And you have the first hotel scene <laughs> when we really like get to see the depth and breadth of Dell's like on the road lifestyle. I mean, this, this mm. is not a man used to sharing his spaces. Um, yeah. He is just not, he's just not familiar with it. I don't, I don't want like this guy stays alone. He can do whatever he wants. You know, like I'm not, yeah. I don't want to like dump, you know, dump on him, but like he is not used to being considerate sharing his space. I think Neil flipping out hold on
1: hold on hold yeah, on
0: please please
1: you're saying he's not used to being considerate and sharing his space but let us not forget he's also the one who offers Neil to share the hotel room with him and he, let, he even let him pay for it so he wouldn't feel like he was intruding <laughs> which he most certainly is <laughs> I mean I mean there so like there is he's a
0: he's a good yeah. soul he's a good soul he has a kind heart He's a slob. Like, he is not concerned. He
2: reminds me of when someone, like, makes that offer to you, and I'm like, no, thanks. I don't (laughs) want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I I think, like,
0: (laughs) there's something great great there about him, but he leaves not very much room for Neil to have any personal space in that hotel room at all. Right, right. Let's talk
2: about Neil, too. The most... I don't know, like fastidious. It just like, he's just so mean. I feel yeah. like he's so, yeah. like, everything bothers him. There's no give on that man, you know? And what that's I mean? where we see, and really, he
0: flips out. He flips out after the final clearing of the nasal cavity.
1: Uh, let's not paint him, though, as too villainous in that moment. Cause if I'm trying to go
2: to sleep and you're like, <laughs> I might get a little testy as well. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I feel like a lot of the humor, though, is like Neil not like doing basic things, like he like, oh, there's underwear in the thing. Like, yeah. take a look, look at, T- like, take uh, a, open your eyes. Yeah, let's yeah. second go. Yeah, come on. Come I agree on. with I, that. I do-
1: I do love if we're talking favorite scenes in that vein. I love when uh, Dell is trying to apologize, and he's like, "Well, let me get you something." Then he's like, "No, it's fine." He's like, "Well, what about a hot dog? I'm pretty picky about what I eat." Well, then how about just a soda? No, coffee? No, Slurpee? No. <laughs> just a the list, yeah, the list. Yeah. Um, Slurpee. I
0: I really like to compare that hotel scene with the final hotel scene, uh-huh, which. Yeah is where I feel like we really seen like Mm -hmm. these battle worn like (laughs) victors at this. They have been through hell together. Yes. And we really see the walls come down. (laughs) The barriers torn away. Mm -hmm. Just obliterated. And I think they're able to have a friendly conversation for the first time. We see them laugh Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. I love the mirroring of these two scenes. I think that's for me. Yeah. yeah. This is where the movie is at its best. Kind of at the low point and then I would consider the the last hotel scene like a high point
2: Uh that's maybe the most beautiful thing to me is like this idea the movie gets across of like even the most different unlikely duo can find common ground and can form a beautiful what seems to be like potentially long-term friendship right if you're persistent enough. It seems like they're bonded by the end, which I think sure. is it's, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. I love when clearly John Hughes just turns on the camera for two minutes and lets John Candy dance around to the mess around by Ray Charles. <laughs> Because the scene does nothing for the movie, other than it's just funny, and you could tell that they're like, "Let's just uh, let John go here."
2: So, Zach, you posted that on TikTok the other day. The scene with the John Mark McMillan song, yes, with the John Mark McMillan song, and I thought to myself, "I want a TikTok that's just John Candy dancing to different songs." You got it. I'll make. I'll make some more. Please make that happen. Yeah, it was
1: very funny
0: to me. I mean, John John Candy just doing himself like. When you let this man be himself, he, yes, he's going to do amazing things. Like Neil points out, he's a miracle. John Candy mm. is, is a miracle.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> he really is. the The score is a little hit and miss for me in this movie. Like the beginning, the the scene where they're trying to hail yeah. a taxi in New agree. York and stuff. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Brandon pointed out is it, like all of us are bobbing our heads right now. Yeah, we but were. Then though. later like right after that big uh John Candy's you want to hurt me monologue when the music goes into the
2: It's very 80s synth. It's, it's yes. all over the place. Yeah. They got a mm-hmm. Casio keyboard from the local Mama pop yep. and just like went to town. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: But in that same scene when they walk into the hotel room and every time the camera scans at the the lone bed it was it's like this real ominous
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, it cracked me up. I I love that. That little bit of scoring was was great. I
1: did love that. Bears got a great team this year. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh the other the other moment that I love, and it it doesn't get talked about ever, is in the diner where Neil opens his wallet and he looks at uh, Dell. Yeah, well, he looks at I love the moment before that when he goes what he goes, you know what I had seven hundred dollars in here and now it's missing. And he does the. He's the I don't care for the accusation. Count it. There's two hundred and fifty something dollars in there. If there's a dollar more, then you could call me a liar. I just love the way that that Neil opens the wallet and just slams it shut. <laughs> I mean
0: also the thought of like I'm
2: just done yeah <laughs>
0: the thought of like a couple of guys carrying around almost a thousand dollars in cash between I know. them Boy, and I know. like in like this day and age I'm like that is a recipe Lunacy. for disaster yeah why mm-hmm. would you you do deserve that? to
2: be robbed yeah. yeah you deserve to be robbed by uh, me and I'm a Christian, I mean it was it was <laughs> oh no <laughs> Don't it travel was, with Mitch, y'all. That's it was a different say.
0: time. I get that, but I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, to travel for heaven's yeah. sakes. Yeah. yeah,
1: I thought you put your what, your credit card there. Why would I put it there? <laughs> kindness, <laughs> <laughs>
2: kindness, <laughs> kindness. Uh, oh man, I feel like it would be remiss to not say like the f bomb scene. I don't want to oh. get crass on the show. I'm not going to mm. go into it, but <laughs> when anyone who's traveled who has had to rent a car. Yeah. It is the worst experience. You, Yeah, yes. so it's, it's incredible. It's but incredible.
0: That woman sells the scene for me. Yes. The, the way the, oh, the gobble gobble and like just the way she is on the phone with... <laughs> With her sister. I really
1: don't care for the way you're talking to me oh, she's that is a great scene and she
0: yeah. makes it work so in so many ways I love mm-hmm. it because
2: yeah it's like when you are ready to go and the person at the counter is being a little chatty and like taking too long yeah everything bugs you but, but also super you. cheery with like yes. just a
0: big smile on her like it's everything that mm-hmm. would make you mad if you were had been through all that and then you mm-hmm. were trying to run a car also
2: for everyone who's ever worked uh, customer or client service and has that (laughs) voice you do and then when Uh, you let it go and she's just like you're you're screwed like Mm -hmm. I love that oh it's so good sorry sorry last last one
1: last one one more when they get pulled over (laughs) (laughs) you have any idea how fast you were going no the speedometer is (laughs) melted. Do you really think this vehicle is safe for highway travel? Yes, yes I do.
2: Yes uh, I do. Yes I do. I mean, okay. The, oh, car. No, to, the whole car thing. The yeah. Car. When he when he <laughs> sees John Candy dressed as safe. Yeah, and he, he sees himself as a skeleton, like he's gonna die, and go to hell. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's so funny. I mean,
0: and speaking of like high point, low point, that is the low, low. They have hit rock bottom at that point. Yes. Yes. they are in a they are in a flaming car. To me, that is when the like the magic happens. When it, it just mm-hmm. everything is done, it's gone.
2: I mean, it's basic like you know, writing 101. one. Like you yeah. put someone through the ring. It's like conflict escalate. The conflict escalate the conflict and this movie does that really really well Yeah.
0: well there aren't many thanksgiving movies why do you think that is on the other hand how does planes trains and automobiles use the holiday setting to its advantage
1: I think Thanksgiving is kind of like a vague
0: holiday. Yeah. So like I, I was on that same page. It's like it's yeah. kind of vague, but also it represents the beginning of the Christmas season.
2: Do you mean like it's vague sure. in that we intentionally don't linger on well, it because of the sordid history with it? Like we, like the, we don't think about the Native American part. It's just like, let's be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we just had Halloween, so it's kind of yeah. like candy, but also like spooky stuff. Like there's skeletons, there's werewolves. Oh we can my do God, some there's movies. a lot so of images associated
0: with Halloween. Right.
2: Christmas. Yeah. Christmas,
1: Christmas, you know. Yes. Yeah, I got gotcha, I gotcha.
2: Whereas like Thanksgiving is just like a big dinner with the family. Well again right. I feel like growing up though there were a lot of images and it was like Native American stuff. Uh, At least the, sure, when sure. I was growing uh, up that it was No yeah, yeah. That's, no, yeah, right. yeah. that's right. That's right. We would like, come
0: to school and you uh-huh. get you got to choose if you wanted to be a pilgrim or a Native American. Yeah, what? absolutely. Yeah.
2: Ed, Ed, Ed oh, my, yeah oh yeah
1: yeah oh not yeah. in my school in well, brooklyn new york well, welcome I, to the midwest <laughs> 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 uh,
0: i also <laughs> think though think about how many mo- how many christmas movies yeah. start out with like a thanksgiving scene yeah. or, the or the thanksgiving day parade um, like Miracle
2: on 34th street yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes
0: the santa claus he's cooking thanksgiving dinner i feel mm. like
2: these 32nd street Sorry, Miracle on, 30 Miracle 30 on 30 right. Miracle Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. It's 34 okay, sorry, street. I was like, what? What? yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, so I was like, I feel like
0: street. Thanksgiving is often just kind of shuffled or grouped in with Christmas because it yes. represents the beginning of the Christmas season mm-hmm. and then the Black Friday shopping and
2: it's well, like also, diet Christmas. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> kind of in there. Yeah. I, well, I also
1: feel like, you know, if you're if we're just sitting down to write a Thanksgiving movie it's essentially going to be like cooking dinner goes wrong and the family's annoying. It's kind of like there's not as much room for like story and conflict. Like, you know, with Christmas, for instance, like we can do a story where like even if we take Santa out of the mix, you know, the family's trying to like buy gifts by this certain time. I think because Thanksgiving is just one day, there's not a lot, you know, as a writer that you can kind of go, what am I going to do
0: now? Enter planes, trains and automobiles travel like something everyone something everyone hates it's Uh it's honestly a perfect premise delays cancellations closures no rooms all this stuff, it just creates like a recipe for chaos. Mm. I, there's
2: something really powerful about like, oh, well, I've been there. Oh, I've yeah, done yeah. that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh mm-hmm. I know what that's like, you know, and that's the whole movie. The I
0: whole mean, movie. maybe we haven't done it all in the, you know, course right. of like two or three days, but we've done part of it. Like everyone's mm-hmm. done a part mm-hmm. of that.
2: One of those right. methods so, of travel, y- at least. Yes. So,
1: yes. so it is kind of, we've all done the travel, but now enter shower curtain, king of the Midwest. Enter... <laughs>
0: someone here to wreck your life
2: (laughs) or to save it. (laughs) And and I think, and I think that's where, you know, that's where we end up. Well, I do think that the progression of the relationship, it does kind of tell the story of Thanksgiving in a way. It's like just being thankful is the general idea of Thanksgiving, right? We need to be thankful for all we have. This movie tells that story really well. For sure. Steve Martin becomes thankful for what he has. I feel like if it were handled differently, it would feel like, look how crappy this guy's life is. Everyone should, you should, you should be more thankful. Like that would feel really um, like pandering and like using a person's life and suffering in a way that I would find inappropriate does yeah. not feel that way in this movie. No.
1: Well, because even Steve Martin, he has a scene in the diner where he says, I've been spending too much time away after he misses his daughter's Thanksgiving recital. And it's not even necessarily like, oh, Dell doesn't have kids or anything like that. It's literally Dell just sits there and he goes, yeah, you know, he just has someone to talk to and to kind of like air out how he's feeling. Mm. You know, those are the moments you never get back. Like, Mm. I don't have kids. But that line, that line kind of kind of hit me. You know, like I I can't imagine spending
2: that much time away from my family if I had one, which I don't. Another you one, know, the value yeah. of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the value of family. Well, I mean, we do though. I mean, yeah, we. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go home for Thanksgiving. You go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we. Mm. You know, I haven't gone home for Thanksgiving in
1: years, though. So when I watch this movie, it is a little bit like. Mm. Mm. I mean,
0: I will say it makes me thankful that I've never had to travel on Thanksgiving or the day before or anything like that.
2: I've lived the plot of this movie. I had to take a Greyhound from Ohio to Kansas last Christmas. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. lived it all.
0: Honestly. I mean. The bus, I mean, apart from like the the car that goes up in flames, the bus seems pretty terrible.
2: Pretty terrible. It is. It is. And I'll tell you what, the bus in this movie is kinder than the bus (laughs) you would experience on a Greyhound. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a dude
2: with an open gash on his leg who kept trying to get me to touch it. When I was on that Greyhound. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Like literally something from a TV show. It was crazy. Imagine if Uh. you got
1: all the villains of a Saturday morning cartoon together and (laughs) put them in a rolling microwave oven. That's what being on a bus is like. That, hey, man, you, you want to
2: touch my, my, my leg wound? Also, I got some Pringles if you get hungry. <laughs> Mitch, Thanks, he's going to hear
1: this, and he's going to come after you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like had to pretend to go to sleep. I'm like, I'm going go to bed. Goodness <laughs> gracious.
1: That was your Del Griffith, and you just totally shut that down, Mitch. So
2: I could have had a lifelong friend there if yeah, I were only yeah. more open. Thank mm. you, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you clearly didn't learn your lesson, so...
0: trains and automobiles hold up in 2020 if so what makes it work
1: whenever you watch one of these comedies from like the 80s there's always going to be like the yeah. ooh, 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 yeah. ooh. and aside Whoa. from the one second where steve martin does the jamaican accent there was nothing in the movie
2: that was like oh yikes really really go brandon go brandon
0: the hillbilly guy that picks him up at the hotel and he oh, like
2: abuses his wife or something.
0: Well, he's, he's pretty like verbally abusive to his wife. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, I bumped on it. I mean, I yeah. thought it was not awesome. Yeah. Mm. That's not awesome. That's not awesome. I mean, as things... Go, I don't know. I don't want to even go down that road. Well,
1: because no, I, well, I was thinking even the, the whole context of that scene is they just go, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, no, we got it. No, we're no, it's fine. No, I mean, I'm thinking,
0: is it something that could be played for laughs in, in today's society? Or is it something that was only like, okay? Because I don't think it's okay. Right? But I'm curious yeah. if it was like, okay, back in the 80s. <laughs> I think
2: or, the joke it, it's making is... And just to be blunt, I think it's like rural people, Southern people are bad husbands or like are abusive. Like, I think it's a mean spirited joke that wouldn't fly today. So I'm with you, Brandon. I bump on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It it was not awesome. It was not awesome. It's funny though, because I don't remember the things like that's this movie fills me with so many warm feelings. I forget about that stuff. And then you're like, oh yeah, it is (laughs) kind of about that. But, but again, (laughs) I feel
1: like, I feel like in another 80s movie, that scene is five minutes. Whereas it's a handful of lines here, which again, I'm not saying that makes it right or that makes it better, but I think that the movie is just so like interested in keeping the pace up and keeping everything going that those moments, they don't feel like dragged out or like overly long. So it's easy to forget about them. I think also,
2: yeah, it really does Bob along from scene to scene. I think the pacing of the scenes is really, is really, really good in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing really jumps to mind for me. And I'm normally the one with a, you yeah. know, a soup on this An, kind of axe, stuff, an axe to grind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But maybe
1: uh, I should yeah. have a soft spot for it. But yeah. And I think, why does this hold up in 2020? Because, you know, as much has kind of been saying, no matter how good our cell phones get, no matter how great our smart cars get, sometimes the plane can't handle snow. Sometimes there's like a layover and then our flight gets canceled.
0: Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> okay. there's something about this premise and these characters that make it timeless just the way the materials handled it makes it something that i'm going to add to my pre-christmas watching now like yeah, this is the seen f- this before. this is the first time yes. i had seen it and it is it is absolutely making it to my pre-thanksgiving you know rotation and it's pretty much a standalone at this point like there's there's nothing else with it it's it is the definitive it, thanksgiving movie in my mind at, th- at like this point this- it's yeah. like
1: this in Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Sure. Which even yeah, Charlie absolutely. Brown Thanksgiving isn't as good as all the other ones.
0: Right. Well yeah, sure. But that is the only yeah. that is the only other one, I would agree.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's some holiday movies that like it highlights the holiday and that's fine, yeah. but it's not always a good movie, and I'm cool with that. So Christmas right. movies like 25% of them are good probably like I'm and, making a ham in the other room and that's yeah, right that's go. the whole point of go. putting stuff on the tree plain strange just like has the benefit of it's just a really good movie it's mm-hmm. not too holiday focused but, so that makes it perfect. I feel like, yeah, it's 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 a perfect Thanksgiving movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a, You know what it is? It's a nice like the family's together for Thanksgiving on the Wednesday night, and all the kids have con have gone to bed. I'm gonna you're say like, it's all not, right. Let's watch Planes, yeah, Trains, and automobile. It's not quite a family. It's not super yeah. like a
0: family movie, but yeah, it's like the, the adults are still up and. And we need something to watch the night before Thanksgiving.
1: 90 minutes tight. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: The runtime is one of my favorite parts. You, me too. I mean, yes. 90 minutes is my new favorite runtime for sure. Yes. I mean, so that, every been, movie
1: should be 90
2: minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, you guys have been singing this song for a while now and I, I was like, what? Two no hours movie is perfect. Should,
2: no movie should be longer than 90 minutes. I mean, no <laughs> movie should be longer nine, than 90 minutes. 90 minutes
1: is like the I'm perfect runtime. I'm going to say this time.
2: until I die. Yes. No <laughs> movie should be longer. That's going to be on my coffin. <laughs> yeah. I was watching
1: my movie i was watching a movie with my mom the other night and she's like this is just a pleasant nice movie and i saw it was two hours i was like it's pleasant and nice and it's two hours
0: (laughs) i'm i'm now to the point in my life where if it's going to be two hours you have it really has to earn the two hours like it's got to be very good you you have to Mm -hmm. earn the right to make your movie longer Right. If it's three hours, it's almost impossible. Like that to me would be like, an, you know, imp- a very impossible situation.
1: Three hours is like That's we're clearing good... our schedule and we're watching like Godfather Part
2: Two because that, I it's mean the Godfather Part Two. Something That's timeless That's a great way to frame it, Brandon. It, it's about the quality. Like it's like if you start a conversation with me, if I have company over at, I don't know, nine o'clock. And it's 1030 now. I'm ready for you to go home, right? That was perfect. We had a nice conversation. If it's midnight and you're still talking at me, this better be the best conversation of my life. That's how I feel about it. You know, like... Better be life changing. Better be life changing. For (laughs) me to put another pot of coffee on, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What life are you living,
0: Mitch? No, uh, that that totally makes sense. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there are movies like The Godfather or like A Sound of Music, which is even a two parter. You know, there are movies that absolutely earn their runtime. They don't feel like they're. And that's the main thing. The movies that. Are that long, but don't feel like they're that long. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that earn it. Those are the ones that yes. earn that runtime.
2: I put on Dark Knight. And you're just like, oh, whoa, that flew by. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But then you so. put on Scooby Doo
1: too, and you're just like, oh, that. I felt every minute that of that ninety. Felt- <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: guys any final thoughts on planes trains and automobiles before we finish up here
1: to go back to the question why are we thankful for planes trains and automobiles i mean kind of everything we said i like that it is a movie that is relentlessly funny and also has a lot of heart. I like that, you know, it's 90 minutes. I like basically everything about this movie. And when you find a comedy like that, it's worth holding on to and worth cherishing. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, there there's a lot of comedies that aren't that good or comedies that haven't aged well. And I really do feel that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it pulls ahead of a lot of the other 80s comedies, and even You know, I think it's better than a lot of John Hughes's other films, too. Like, I think, I actually think this might be his best. And I know people like Breakfast Club and, uh, you know, other movies like that. But I think that this is kind of John Hughes at his full potential, where he doesn't... Yeah, firing um, all cylinders. Yeah, where he doesn't meander. It's basically a perfect comedy in my mind. So, yeah, yeah, I'm thankful to John Hughes for giving me this gift.
0: Yeah, just to piggyback on what you were saying, Zach, I think one thing that this movie does really well is fill the space. It packs in the comedy in this 90 minutes. Uh, Some of my favorite comedies have really good moments, really good bits, but there is fluff in between all of the really good bits and moments, like, right. and this is like some of my favorite stuff. I'm thinking of like a to- even a Tommy Boy. Like, there's a lot of fluff in the middle oh, of, yes. of, of some oh, of, the, yeah. of some oh, of, yeah. of my favorite jokes and some of my favorite lines. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from start to finish, soup to nuts, is a great comedy and just packed with hilarity. And I think that is a real testament to John Hughes. And I think of a movie like Home Alone like this to me ranks up there with home alone like as far yeah. as comedies go this this is that good and i'm surprised it has taken me this long to see it
2: well i think it's in a long line of overlooked 80s comedies right like are just overlooked comedies by these comedic legends if i my closing thought i guess is if you haven't watched it watch it just to see two of the greatest comedic actors of all time in a movie yeah. together doing doing good work i mean there were a string of these kind of comedies where you know i'm thinking of like the great outdoors i'm thinking of like even like uncle buck that like you know many have seen but many haven't And I think if you haven't seen some of those great Steve Martin movies, like I'm thinking of The Jerk and stuff like that. And if you haven't seen John Candy, you know, really, really in a great comedy like this, it's a treat. I think you're going to enjoy it. So it's worth taking the time. And I'm so excited that Brandon really liked it. Like, I think it's a great holiday movie. So it's a great tradition kind of movie to put into your roster if you weren't aware of it before. So definitely check it out. Well, fellas, any uh closing thoughts? It's me,
1: Brandon. <laughs> well, fellas. <laughs> uh,
0: guys, any closing thoughts before we <laughs> we put a period in the uh Oh man, that was awful. I didn't have a roadmap for that's so my problem.
2: Before we put a period? <laughs> before
0: we uh
1: Before we Uh,
2: cross the T's and dot the I's.
1: Hey,
0: everybody, I just wanted to say we really hope you enjoyed yourselves during this episode. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was such a delight to watch and talk about. So I really hope that came through during your listen. If anything in particular stuck out during this episode that you would like to chat with us about, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us. We always enjoy a good movie related conversation. You can find us at Real Boys Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram. We've also been trying to run some of our episode questions past you guys to see what you have to say. All of that, plus a deeper dive into our episode topics happens in our private Facebook group, The Real Lounge. If that sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, ask us about it. We'd love to have you don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, in just two weeks' time, we will be right back here with a brand new episode on Sam Raimi's Dynamite Spider-Man trilogy. This one should be a lot of fun, guys. I wouldn't want to miss it. We'll see you then.